Hello, everyone. Welcome in. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, guys. I uh, hope you guys have been doing well. It's been a wonderful week down here in uh, in Greenville, South Carolina. I couldn't be more happier with the weather. Finally wanting to comply with us. It's always a great time. So uh, it's, uh, it's, it's been a beautiful start to a good spring. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for that. Hope you guys have been doing well, like I said. And uh, this is your first time here. I am Mr. Murica, the Beard of Truth, Jason Lyon. I want to thank you guys for, for taking a little bit of time out of your day, coming in, hopping in here, checking out to see what's going on in the world, what's going on in this country, um, and, and hearing me out on why we need to be moving towards caring about the individual a little more than caring about uh, the collective, if you will, right? Raise up the individual to raise up the collective instead of pushing down on the individual to, to raise up the collective. And, and really what you get is a, a, a suppression of the collective. So thank you guys for coming in once again. Um, I want to give, while I'm thanking you guys, I also want to give a big thank you to Muddy Waters Media for having me on and uh, allowing me to use the platform in order to, to share my thoughts, my feelings, and my opinions on uh, what's going on in the world, as well as, of course, give you guys a little bit of the truth, the bearded truth, if you will. Um, it's... Uh, I can't. Can't even find the name anymore. I apologize. Yes, we do finally have some bumper music coming into the show. We have that. So it's a good time. Um, thank you to The Forgotten Man for, for sharing out the music and helping out with the show. I did, however, get a nice fresh cut. I've already butchered it up a little bit by uh, by messing around with it. Uh, my daughter was, my daughter and I were having a good time as well as my wife was... Uh, doing the snuggle bear thing so the haircut doesn't look as fresh as it did but nonetheless liberty cuts down in greenville south carolina thank you so much for doing that uh jenny was was a fantastic barber and uh i look forward to the future uh with her so got the beard on point of course wouldn't be the beard of truth without it um but um so we got we got a jam-packed show tonight we had some breaking news come out we knew it was coming um, but breaking news tonight was the Mueller report dropping the bombs, man, dropping bombs. Mueller report drops a bomb. Uh, this afternoon, William Barr has already come out and said, look, there's a, it's at my desk. It's it hit my desk. So you guys should be expecting by the end of this weekend to see some information and to see the insides of that. Um, we're also going to talk about Trump, Donald Trump dropping some bombs on John McCain and the whole situation there. Um, a huge debacle, of course. Uh, the media couldn't get enough because Trump said some more things and, and Trump voiced his opinion. Um, so we'll get a little more into the John McCain thing. The, it's a topic that I haven't hit very much um, because I just genuinely don't agree with John McCain on pretty much anything. Um, but we'll, we'll get into that a little bit. We'll also talk a little bit more about New Zealand because New Zealand has taken action since the last time that we, we left them. And... Uh, Let's just say it's not for the betterment. It's just not for the betterment of that country. And uh, we will certainly get in through that as well. Um, am I getting any comments? Can uh, can you guys throw me a comment real quick? Let me know if you guys are, are, are in the world um, or if it is just merely my computer screwing with me as normal. Um, I got to check that out. So I see you out there, Shane Sweeney. Hit Hit the comment button. Comment something, hit the like, hit the retweet, hit the hit the share. Uh, let me know you're there, man. Um, if not, I might have to do this on the fly. Ooh, this is where things get fun. 
But um, we're also going to talk a little bit more about... Um, so Maryland just passed $15 minimum wage. We'll talk about that. And ISIS, another bomb drop. So ISIS has just been, quote unquote, eliminated in Syria. So we will get into that as well. Um, so lots of bombs being dropped over the week. It's good for us to, to come through and to make sure uh, that we cover all of these things. Because, of course, of course, of course, it wouldn't be the bearded truth without dropping the truth bombs. So I'm excited for this. We're also going to bring back some old news. A California farmer charged with 12 felonies after trying to register his guns. This was dropped on the Muddy Waters uh, Muddy Waters Freedom page. If you guys missed that post, go ahead, go back there and find it. Uh, we just merely took a screenshot of the uh, the top of the top or top of the article, but we're actually going to go into there because this is uh, <laughs> it shows that when you comply with government, the only person that's going to be victimized is you. It's not good to comply with the government because the government doesn't care about your freedoms, doesn't care about you in the slightest. And uh, they've certainly vindicated this. Sorry about that. I know my keyboard is quite clackety. Um, but uh, think, think, yeah. So we, like I said, we got a jam-packed show tonight. I'm, I'm glad that you guys are here with me Friday nights. Uh, 7 p.m. Eastern. The other time that we're going live, if this is your first time, is Monday night, 7 p.m. Eastern as well. Got the Monday and Friday show. Wrap up the week, wrap up the weekend, and uh, hitting you guys with the with the big topic. So I want to first start off with the uh, Trump attacks. So Trump attacks first. This is on John McCain. So John McCain, the uh, the left's new hero now that he's dead, right? A, a good Republican is a dead Republican in the left's eyes. And, and as soon as John McCain died, he was suddenly a national hero. He was somebody that you had to love and adore and respect and, and nothing he did was ever wrong. Um, it's because he's dead. Let's be honest. Uh, John McCain, the reason why he's been viewed as, as a, a hero, as a national hero was because during the Vietnam war, he was a prisoner of war for five and a half years, underwent a lot of torture and, and, uh, was given Horrible treatment, just just absolutely horrible treatment. Um, but he, you know, that's that's the way the cookie crumbled for him. And uh, while he was there, there was an opportunity because his father was an admiral that he would be able to uh, be released early. And he said, "Nope." There have been people that have been um, been taken prisoners of war that have been taken before I was uh, was captured. So you're gonna release them. And once they are released, then you can release me. Um, but I will not be getting special. Um, I will not be getting special treatments for um, what's the word? Um, trying to find this. Um, I will not be getting special treatment just because of who my father is. And, and so he, he did, he did a little bit of a heroic stance there. He did something that was very nice and, and stood up and said, no, 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 I'm not going to let, um, let you guys give me special treatment just for who my father is. And, and so this is really what gives him, um, that hero status for a lot of people. And, and certainly, right, it, it took a lot of character. Um, he definitely get to his, got to his breaking point. He did succumb to what the, uh, what the, what, what his captors wanted him to and wrote some propaganda and basically criticized the American, uh, military and the government and everything that they were doing. 
But that that that's it, right? One 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 nice big action doesn't I wouldn't necessarily necessarily say that makes you a hero, especially once you become a senator of the United States and uh, you basically you basically stood in the way of of individual freedom. You stood in the way of of supporting the Constitution and. Um, you help continue to support a an unconstitutional piece of legislation called Affordable Care Act in which you were one of the people campaigning saying, hey, look, we're going to repeal. We're going to repeal. We're going to repeal. And then uh, when the time comes, you were the deciding vote that, that uh, kept Affordable Care Act in place. Uh, John McCain, not not a great guy by by any stretch of the, of the imagination. Uh, I'm going to type something in Periscope to see if this is working. I'm worried about you guys. I'm worried. Nobody's nobody's dropping comments tonight. Um, so if you guys think he's a hero, drop a one in the comment section. If you guys don't think he's a hero, uh, go ahead, drop down on a hit a two. Right? Let me let me know what you guys think. And do you think that uh, he he should be okay? It's it's really not working. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Um, all right. So we don't have comments tonight. I'm working on that. Copy. Bam. Bam. All right. Let me let me fix this on the fly for you guys. Boom. Let's see if that'll fix this. Go back to restream. Boom. All right. And all right, we are we are good to go. All right. Um, so John McCain, President Trump comes out and basically he was he brought back up the McCain funeral and he said, look, I gave the Air Force One. I gave up. Uh, I helped out with the logistics on this. I provided personnel. I made this something that was possible and I didn't get a thank you. Right. If you are that kind of a person that you're not. Even somebody you strongly dislike, and, and it's clear that McCain and President Trump were not fans of each other by any means. Um, I mean, McCain had three people that he didn't want going to his funeral, and that was Trump, Trump, and Trump. Um, but if, if you're just doing something in order to be, oh, look at how glorious of a god I am. I'm a giving god. I helped helped you do this. Give me praise. Give me the thanks. Right. That that really speaks to the character of President Trump. And and I don't think that this is news for anybody. President Trump is somebody that likes to get his ego padded. He's somebody that likes to to get um, to get praise showered upon him, um, regardless of what it was. Right. When 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 it came to even the national championships, the Clemson Tigers right down the road for me. Um, when they won, he did kind of want the the praise for going out and spending his own money on a. a what I would call a ridiculous and stupid celebration, which somebody wins a national championship. So they get to go to the white house and become celebrities with the other celebrity. That is the commander in chief or the president of the United States. Um, president Trump wanted uh showers to be praised upon him then. And, and once again, he wants this. Um, but there's a, an article that I wanted to read. Is this one? It No, this one's not it. Who are you? The root. Um, let me see if I can find this real quick. Okay, here it is. Um, so this was from Think. NBC News. 
uh, did an opinion piece. This is Ashley Pratt. And I want you guys to see just of how how favorable the lefties over there are at the opinion pieces, uh, the opinion authors over at NBC. It is no secret that two men were incredibly different from one another. Senator McCain represented the best of America. The best of America. If he was living today, he would be the worst of America. While Trump represents the worst of it, so the two would be together. Um, McCain was courteous and kind in his approach to politics and embodied true bipartisanship. Uh, sure. Um, which was why he proudly and honor, honorably eulogized by friends and colleagues on the other side of the political spectrum, including his 2008 uh presidential opponent barack obama if you guys don't remember the eulogies uh that was given it was basically a couple hours worth of trump sucks mccain's dead mccain was a a national hero somebody high-fived me because i said it um trump meanwhile went on a twitter tirade against mccain last weekend attacking him for his role given in the fbi a dossier of information about Trump Russia's dealing that the senator received from the well-respected author and then went on to falsely claim that McCain graduated last in his classes at the Naval Academy. Uh, he was actually fifth from the bottom. Bottom fifth from the bottom. Sorry, we said last fifth from the bottom. Fact check. Let's let's make sure that we're accurate here. Um, and he hasn't stopped. Instead, he has distinguishedly doubled down on his attacks despite backlash from the public. Yes, John McCain was not a good pilot very early on. He was very erratic, and once he did finally finally get over that 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 learning curve and and really got into it, he was a mediocre. Uh, pilot who was testing the limits. He was never somebody that they would go, that's, that's our golden pilot. That's our guy that we want to have flying in every one of these missions. Thank you, Pat, for, for commenting. I'm seeing that as working now. And, and so John McCain was never one of those all stars when it came to piloting. Uh, he, <laughs> he actually crashed a couple planes. Um, but, but nonetheless, I want to, I want to go back to that FBI dossier because this is going to be a nice segment into the, into the, uh, the Mueller thing, the, the dossier that was started with John McCain. What was this dossier? How did it come about? Well, John McCain saw his political opposition and Donald Trump, uh, whether they thought he was a serious contender or whatever it was, uh, John McCain helped fund the starting of the Russian dossier, um, I'm blanking on the, uh, uh, steel. It was a, a European spy, um, who was really questionable on the intel that he was providing beforehand and, and now was a big role in this dossier. Once McCain had dropped out, failed, um, this was kind of handed over to Hillary Clinton and, and the Democrats then continued on this mov- movement, continue on pushing this out there. And as a result, we had the Mueller investigation. So I think that Trump is, I think Trump is right to, to want to go after uh, John McCain for this. I think that he's right to want to go after uh, Hillary Clinton because even under oath, uh, mem- people who have been involved uh, very uh, intimately with the the Russian dossier, um, they even say, "Look, I don't know how much is truth. I don't know if this is going to be vindicated. I don't know any of this stuff." We basically were throwing um, as much fecal matter at the wall and hoping something would stick. 
So he's right to to be upset about this investigation, about the Mueller investigation, and 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 now today on March, yeah, it's March, <laughs> March twenty second, we finally have the Mueller report being submitted. So after twenty two months of this investigation going with, with Special Counsel Mueller. Um, we finally have the report going to William Barr. Now, this is the normal thing, right? It gets sent to the attorney general. The attorney general discerns the information, takes out all of the classified, all of the intel, all of the information that can't be released to the public, and uh, basically gives a nice summary and, and reports this out. And so this is coming from the Libertarian Republic. If you guys know who uh, 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 Alex Peterson is, Alex Peterson. Alex Peterson. Um, he he was sharing this out earlier as well. Um, so, Barr informed the four leaders of the House and Senate Judiciary Committees on Friday that he would receive the report and they might provide details in the investigations to Congress as soon as the weekend. Um, there were no such instances during the special counsel's investigation, um, saying that there was. N- Mueller was never ordered to stand down on any major uh, areas of inquiry during the investigation the entire time. One of the things that I I was staunchly standing against was not the not the first bullet point of what the uh, the special investigation was was going under, but the second point. And the second point was basically if you find a a trail, if you find a rabbit hole, and and there may be some criminal activity, go ahead and investigate it. You have unlimited. You have unlimited scope, and so it's not in accordance with the Fourth Amendment. But nonetheless, um, William Barr is saying that that you know no one stood in the way of the special investigation. Uh, he says he plans to consult with Mueller and Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein, one of the key players in this, because uh, when what was the Keebler's elf's name? Ah, oh, jeez. Mm, I'm forgetting his name. Keebler elf from Alabama. Um, he, he had, um, <laughs> why am I forgetting that term as well? He basically, uh, taken himself out of the entire situation. Um, and, and so deputy attorney general Rod Rosenstein was the man on the case and, and was a big political figure on this. We've seen the right, we've seen the conservatives, we've seen the Trump people, um, going after Rod Rosenstein because of this investigation. Um, so Barr's going to be getting involved with him sharing this out. Um, to determine whether additional information from the report will be released to Congress or to the public. There are already members of Congress, uh, specifically Cory Brookers, calling for it to be released to the public immediately, right? Don't worry about the classified information. He is Spartacus, and he's going to stand there and make sure that anything and everything can possibly be shared out, that it will be shared out, and uh, he's pushing for this. Now, with this, so far... Um, so far from the Mueller investigation, there's been 36 indictments, 34 indictments um, on individuals during the investigation. Only six of these were Trump associates, uh, associates that were either indicted or pleaded guilty in the probe. None of these charges were related to the conspiracy with Russians. So those were on the point two. They weren't on the point one, which was uh, Trump, Russia, and, and conspiracy or collusion there within. And... Um, so it's 
It's a big non-issue right now. The last indictment was issued on 24 January where we saw Roger Stone's house being uh, being raided by the FBI and CNN was somehow walking walking a dog or something along those likes and, and see the FBI coming up to raid. And so they took action and made sure that, to step in. Sessions, thank you. You don't think YouTube chat is working, Forgotten Man? I think it is. Uh, no offense, but can I ask you if you have a gun? Um, I will answer with, I most certainly may possibly have a gun. No, actually I don't. I, I want a magazine. Um, I do have a home defense weapon, but that is what it is and, and how it functions. It's not, it's not it. Um, but so where do we go? So Spartacus, anyways, he wants to share this, all this information out. He wants to make sure that everyone's hearing this. It's, it's, it, oh. <laughs> Spartacus, grandstanding for the transparency. How about you tell us where, where T-Bone is? Tell us where T-Bone is, Cory Broker. Tell us where T-Bone is. We want to know. Show us which side of your brain, left side or right side. So it will be interesting. Um, Collins said in a statement, uh, this was Georgia Representative Doug Collins, the top Republican in the House Judiciary Committee. Um, After nearly two years, the special counsel has concluded his investigation, and I look forward to reviewing uh, Attorney General Barr's report carefully. When it becomes available, I fully expect the the Justice Department to release the special counsel's report to this committee and to the public without delay to the maximum extent permitted by law. So he's trying to work within the within the limits, within the confinements of the law in order to, to provide as much information as possible. This is this is what we should hope for. We should hope that there's actual integrity with this and that everything that they provide will be within those confinements. Um, and and if if not, if 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 they're not going to the maximum, hopefully they're releasing too much um, because I'd rather have too much transparency than not enough transparency and having some uh, some more conspiracies be built up. Now, with this, I do want to share out that over there at the Fox News world, over there at Fox News, um, we are seeing um, we are seeing Fox News saying that they have initial intel from the Mueller report. What's going on in the Mueller report? Well, over there at the Mueller report, um, they believe that there is going to be no more indictments, that uh, Robert Mueller is saying, no more, we're done, wrap everything up, it's closed case. Uh, let's, let's just, uh, let bygones be bygones and, and, and we'll be okay. What we're hearing from MSNBC, what we're hearing from CNN, from the New York Times, from the Washington Post, from all of these other lefty, uh, sources that have been fully enveloped, fully engaged in, in, in pushing theory after theory after theory after theory after theory after theory. Is absolute crickets. We are hearing absolutely nothing from them. And, and I think that this is really telling as to just of how destructive, just of how, how badly their entire narrative for the last two years is being utterly destroyed. And I cannot be more thankful that this is happening right now. Um, so, I, you guys know me. I'm not the biggest fan of President Trump. I, I agree with President Trump on some things. I disagree with President Trump on other things. But to go after him the way that the media has done over non-issues, over making up narratives, over whatever it is that they've been doing, um, 
has been absolutely disgusting and has been uh what's the, it, it's shown a serious media malfeasance and and so i'm i'm extremely thankful that this one portion hopefully will be enough in order to at least suppress that a little bit keep that a little bit quieter and uh let Maybe maybe they could be a little more objective in the future. I know I'm asking for a lot. After they lost at the Covington Catholic kids, after they lost with the Jesse Smollett, after they lost with the Russia collusion, after they lost with the uh, the mule or the um, man, I'm forgetting names tonight. Uh, the James Comey, why he got fired, and the the uh, standing in the way of justice. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully the media will eventually come together and realize we can't be ridiculous any longer but nonetheless that should not be something that we expect um uh, it's it's just ridiculous so i want to go over to the uh economic side of things maryland lawmakers give final okay to increase minimum wage to 15 dollars an hour uh on wednesday they gave the final approval for $15 an hour. The measure will go to Governor Larry Hogan, who opposes such a significant increase. But both House delegates and Senate approved the bill with more than enough votes to veto uh, or to override the veto. So expect that by um, the minimum wage from $10.10 per hour to $15 at January 1, 2025. So 2025... They've got six years to get that minimum wage up, to get ready for it. So small businesses, you better get on top of it. Um, smaller businesses would follow a schedule that gives them another 18 months until July 1st, 2026. So, oh, look at us. We care so much about the smaller businesses. We'll let them live for another 18 months before they have to close because they can't afford to, to keep up with everyone else. Um, on January 1st, all workers and all companies will be raising the minimum wage to $11. So they're going to raise it 90 cents. What we're going to see and what we see historically, what we see every time that minimum wage is ever increased, what you do is you hurt smaller businesses. What you do is you hurt uh, people of color, specifically young black males the most uh, because they're the ones that get pushed out the most. Is this racist? Uh, it, it could be tied to racism, I guess, for some some companies, but um, when you look at when you look at the demographics and the different ways, um, there's there's actually a a societal issue, a cultural issue, in which if you look at who's dropping out of schools, who's who's six, being successful in schools, who's just getting middle of the road, right? Um, the people that are are not doing as well as a demographic, not as on an individual level. There are plenty of young black men that are doing fantastic things, that are excelling and, and doing great things. But um, from a statistical point of view, uh, young black males are are not passing college or passing high school at the same rate. They're not going to college at the same rate. They're not being successful in college at the same rate. And um, it, and so these are things that disproportionately hurt young black males. Um, so small businesses are closing because they can't compete. They're already near that 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 margin of, am I going to make it this quarter? Am I going to fail next quarter? How am I going to be able to function? So raising the the labor rates, raising the cost of to produce your goods or services at your business makes it very difficult in order to continue on. 
And so what we're going to expect from Maryland is a lot more outsourcing. Um, you're going to see some businesses that are going to fail that are either going to try to move out before the 2025, 2026, um, because when you're just artificially increasing the cost to produce goods, you obviously have to also increase the cost of the goods. Cost of living goes up, and then at the end of the day, no effect. Nobody's lives are better. You'll see like what we saw in Seattle, Washington, where the actual wages of the workers went down because they're working less hours. So part-time people are losing jobs. Full-time people are going to part-time just people are on average going to be making less money than what they are now. Um, and it, it's it's just not going to be good. But Senator Dolores Kelly said that the bill will help low-wage workers as well as Maryland businesses because workers will have more money to spend in the community. If we just pull money out of the air, uh, they'll be able to survive more, ignoring all of everything that I just said. People who are making at or just around the minimum wage don't tend to put their earnings into long-term investments, said Kelly, a Baltimore County Democrat. They spend that money on a daily basis. They spend it as quickly as they get it. And if you give them a little bit more, they're still going to be stuck doing the same thing because the cost of living went up. But let's ignore economics. Let's ignore history. Let's ignore logic and reason. It's okay. Democrats, just keep doing what you're doing and, and people will continue to leave in droves like they've been leaving California, like they've been leaving New York, where New York is now claiming that Florida is stealing its people from Cuomo. Um, they're leaving because they can't afford to live in your states. So when, when they leave, don't don't act like you're wondering why they left. They're leaving because they can't afford to live in your area because the cost of living is too high and you're not making it better for them. You're making it worse by expecting that the government is ever going to be a good solution for this. And what sucks is these people that are transplants, um, these people that are, are being transplanted from these left-wing states that are leaving because of economic reasons, they're not leaving their big governments behind, their big government views. And so they come down to these other states, they start growing that side, and we're just screwing over the country as a whole. So thank you, Californians, for leaving your state. I wish that you would leave your, your big government uh, values behind. Um, but as what we've seen down here in the South is that you still come here and you still think, oh, well, it'll be better this time. The big government stuff will be better this time. It's not It's not going to work. Mm. Over there in New Zealand, I want to I want to transfer over to the other side of the world real quick, down to the down under. Welcome in, Bernie. Down into the down under. Uh, why can I not send you a super chat? We do not have super chat set up yet. I do appreciate that though, forgotten man. Uh, Maryland is communist. Venezuelans have more money, but it's it's worth nothing. Absolutely right. Fiat system is a terrible system, and we should get rid of it here in America as well. Completely agree with you, Ernie Banks. I called you Bernie Banks. I apologize, Ernie Banks. Um, so down there in New Zealand, something that I missed from from Monday's show that I wanted to share with you guys is the fact that there was an individual in New Zealand who shared out the video, shared out the video of the the shooter. And because of that, was given 14 years imprisonment, was being charged with up to 14 years imprisonment for it, right? So the freedom of speech thing doesn't exist in New Zealand, doesn't exist in a lot of places around the world. So it's something that you should value and, 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 and um, 
respect and and try not to advocate against because whether your political opponents say things that you don't want them to, you don't want that to eventually come up onto your onto your side and to affect your side. So anything that you advocate for, it's going to affect your side as well. So hopefully we can maintain this this freedom of speech here in America and not go to jail for for sharing a video on social media. Um, and and like what Spike had said on Tuesday, right? Imagine if something is just so egregious, so reprehensible that that is now a bannable or uh, a an imprisonable offense for sharing it out, and then they determine the Holocaust is, or they determine um, that talking about uh, what happened when the colonization here in America happened, or discussing slavery, or discussing whatever big historical event in which many people were killed, or here, here's something that the left would probably would like for the right side uh, or the right of center people to stop talking about. Stop talking about the atrocities of the 110 million people that were killed in the last century from socialism. They would love to see that. So if they can, if they can implement that and control us and prevent us from being able to talk about that or imprison us for talking about the truth of, of, of history. It's a scary, scary world in which that can that can occur. Well, down there in New Zealand, it's happening. But since then, since the shooting, the the prime minister, I believe it's the prime minister, yeah, prime minister uh, Jacinda Ardern, 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 uh, she has she has said that terrorism wins. So if you guys want to, I don't want to say if you want to. Killing is bad. Terrorism is bad. All things of initiating violence against another person is bad. But what she has done is basically said that if you are a terrorist within one week of killing 50 people in my country, you will get what you want. So if you guys read the manifesto and I shared portions of it before, then you will get what you want. And so what she has done is implemented six days after the event. Six days after the event, she has implemented the gun buyback plan. Yeah, the video does look much better. Um, Texas is becoming blue. Austin is occupied. Austin Peterson. I, I missaid his name earlier. Um, live on Periscope. Yep. Uh, if they could pay $10 for a sandwich making $10 an hour, they can afford to pay $15 for a sandwich making $15 an hour. Yeah, but the problem is, is everything else has gone up in price as well. Um, so, so now we have the gun buyback plan. And, and some funny news with that. So New Zealand wanted you to basically register your weapons online. And their government posted a website and immediately, immediately 4chan, 8chan, Facebook, anarchist groups, libertarian groups, right-wing groups, um, conservatives, everybody, everybody out there that, that disagrees with this started trolling the page. You had people saying, my name is Dick or uh, Harambe or my name is Dix. My last name is out. Uh, my type of weapon is four and the caliber is Harambe. You had just, just memes on memes on memes and trollery happening, um, there on that webpage. And so now people are actually looking to see if they can have VPNs basically mask themselves as being New Zealand, uh, 
coming from the New Zealand area in order to continue this trollery um, of of just basically making it as difficult as possible for the government to get legit information um, about the guns because it's, it's just nonsensical. What we're seeing with France and what we're seeing in Venezuela is that being left defenseless, not only against aggressors that want to come into your house and aggress against you, your family members, um, neighbors, whoever it is, um, is, is bad enough, but also if the government is also becoming tyrannical or controlling you in ways and you now don't have a way of defending yourself, um, it, it's very important that you have a, a means of being able to do such a thing as protect yourself, your life, your liberty, and your pursuit of happiness. Um, but it's, oh, it, it's, it's a huge deal that they're doing this gun buyback and, oh no, oh no, oh, <laughs> my computer needs an update. Um, it, it's, events like this, events like the shooting, any shooting, honestly, give you the should give each and every one of you the idea that your life is important. And if your life is important, whoever values it the most should be able and should be allowed to defend it by any means possible, by any means available. And that means that you should be allowed to carry a weapon. You should be allowed to have a firearm. You should be allowed to have all of these things. Because like what we saw with the shooter, he's kind of a bitch. When he went to the second mosque, somebody else with a gun was able to scare him away. And so there was only seven deaths there. Meanwhile, there was 42 at the first mosque. And I believe one had died at the, at the hospital later. So you had 42 and you had seven. The sheer number difference between one side having one person that was armed and was able to, to defend themselves and the other side where it didn't look as if anyone was there able and capable of defending themselves. It's, it's clear. It's clear which side would be better for you, your life, your pursuit of happiness and the protection of your family. And, and, and so the prime minister is an absolute, uh, disgusting person by buying into the manifesto in which the shooter had explicitly said that he wanted to push for gun control. He wanted to use guns. He didn't want to use a car. He didn't want to use explosives. He didn't want to use any method other than using guns in order to push gun control. And he explicitly called out America, but he was also okay with New Zealand itself pushing for gun control and to shut all of that down. That is the lightest Guinness you've ever seen. <laughs> oh God, here we go again. Can't your country learn anything from history? Bat shit crazy. I agree, Jimmy Robbins. Our country can't learn from history because every time a country is disarmed, the government comes after them. And and for some reason, we still have a lot of people believing that we should just ignore that history, ignore those facts, and ignore the statistics that have been put out even by the CDC, a government, a government arm, effectively, 
showing that more lives are saved each year um, from the use of gun, from brandishing weapons, um, than ever even being close to being taken out. I, I believe that the, the, the factor is like 10 to 1, right? So it takes 10 years of gun violence to even get close to the amount of lives being saved, and that's on the short end. That's on the low end of the spectrum between 500,000 and 3 million lives saved each year in accordance with that CDC study. Um, I, I agree, man. I wish that my country would learn the history. And that's okay. Uh. All right. Uh, I want to go over to the, to the third bomb that we've talked about. The third bomb that was dropped. This one was a big one as well. Uh, those of us who are old enough to remember... 9-11, I, I, I'm sad to say that there is a possibility that we have viewers that weren't born when 9-11 happened, that were not here when, when all that went down, when the Afghani war started, uh, when the Iraq war started, and when all this situation came about, and, and certainly the ISIS when it was formed and everything else. Um, but finally, the ISIS caliphate in Syria has been reportedly destroyed as the Islamic terrorist organization's last stronghold in Baghouz, Syria has reportedly been liberated as an official announcement, or with an official announcement still pending. Um, it's the first time since we've been, this is from Fox News, it's the first time since we've been here in Syria for five days that the bombs have stopped dropping and the gunfire has disappeared. We have witnesses the end of the caliphate, the brutal empire that once ruled over 8 million people is gone. The last five days, Fox News has witnessed the, the last major offensive up close with U.S.-backed SDF forces attacking ISIS from three sides, pushing the fighters back house to house, then tent to tent against the Euphrates River. So, fantastic news to see the caliphate come down, potentially. Um, we'll wait for the official report. But... This is, this is one of those things that President Trump, this was one of his big campaigns and, uh, that he wanted to effectively unleash the military and allow the military to come in and to do anything and everything that they wanted to in order to be able to, to stop it and shut it down and, and prevent ISIS from continuing on in the atrocious way that they've been doing. Um, and, and so it's, it's good to see ISIS effectively come to an end. Um, at least the caliphate itself, we will see just of how we'll see if they spur up again, because there's plenty of, um, quote unquote professionals about this or the, the professional or not the professionals, the, the pundits on this stuff that are saying, yeah, so the caliphate's gone. So these are the terri territories within Syria are gone, but there's still going to be individuals, um, throughout the, throughout Syria as well as throughout the region. So ISIS itself is not gone. Um, but it will be um, it'll be something that hopefully this will be grounds. This will be a, a the starting point of being able to pull out our troops in Syria, pull out our troops in in Afghanistan, in Iraq, and all the other countries that they've been involved in, um, where we've seen political fighting over. Do we let them out? Do we let them stay? Um, you can have to buy me some real Guinness. Absolutely. Um, I'm down. I'm always down for some beer. Um, it, it, hopefully this will be the start of, of pulling those troops out because I, 
I hope you guys are just as tired of it as I am. It's time that we pull our men and women. We tell them that we care about them. We love our troops and we tell them you're finally safe. You're finally free. Thank you for, for, for all that you've done and, and welcome home. That is, that's how a country that cares about its people really work and make this world a better place. Um, so I'm hoping for that. While we're talking about a little bit about Trump, Trump had made an executive order. Uh, da, 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 da. Which one do I want to read? That one's May 21st. That one's May 21st. All right. So I'll, uh, this is from Reason. Actually, here. You guys want to read it with me? Sounds like you guys want to read it with me. So I think that that hit the button right. Did I hit the button right? I did. All right. Sorry for that weird, weird view. President Trump will sign an executive order on Thursday requiring colleges and universities that receive federal research grants to make more of an effort to protect freedom of expression on campus. The official announcement is coming later this afternoon, but the text of the order is already available. The key section is below. It is the policy of the federal government to encourage institution to foster environments that promote open intellectually engaging and diverse debate, including through compliance with the First Amendment for public institutions and compliance with the stated institutional policies regarding freedom of speech for private institutions. The order states, to advance this policy, the heads of covered agencies, in coordination with the Director of Office of Management and Budget, take appropriate steps in a manner consistent with applicable law, including the First Amendment, to ensure institutions that receive federal research or education grants promote free inquiry, including through compliance with all the applicable federal laws, regulations, and policies. This is actually is a fantastic move. It is good to see President Trump coming out here, and 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 I I think that the the premise of this executive order is right. I wish that this was something that um, didn't take the president to do. I'm not a huge fan of executive orders to begin with, but. The idea that if federal money is going towards an organization, which I disagree with to begin with, uh, but if it is going there, then we treat it like a a a, a government agency, treat it like a government program um, in some regards. Actually, I, I disagree with that even. Um, but if we are going to have colleges, if the colleges are going to receive money, allow freedom of speech. Allow that. Can we at least – can? As a good value, colleges that are supposed to be for the higher education should be able to handle debate discourse and and, and not try to pin the security fees on, on speakers, um, whether they agree with them or disagree with them. It should never be put on the person in order to find somebody effectively um, for their speech. Um, but as I just went through that entire thought process, I really don't care about colleges. I'll be honest with you. I don't care about colleges. I don't care about the institutions. They all suck. They don't want to educate anymore. It doesn't seem like they want to educate. It seems like what they want to do is indoctrinate. What they want to do is control you, manipulate you, and and um and that's I I am a firm believer, and that's a large reason why so many people are leaving colleges. Um, being socialist, socialist lights is because they, they, they're programmed in that way through, through education. And, um, so pull the federal funding either way. I don't care. Don't, don't, don't send my, my money. All right. I, I, I don't even want to go further than that. Don't send my money to damn schools. Um, stop doing that. Um, and, and let's 
reduce the necessity for taxation in this country. Let's stop spending money. So let's stop spending the federal, uh, or sorry, the taxpayer money through the hands of, of government to, to campuses, to organizations, to companies, to entities. Stop, stop the welfare, whether it's, whether it's a business welfare or, or public welfare, stop the welfare. Let's, let's get through that. Let's, let's, let's end that. Um, but as for the idea that we are, He's trying to protect freedom of speech. I think that that's a, a, a decent idea. Um, I don't know. I'm really torn on that one. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, leave me a comment. Let me know what you guys are thinking about that. Um, but so nonetheless, that has been signed. Uh, and during this, during the time of the signing, he praised the many conservative activist students that have brought free speech issues to light. He twice referenced Turning Point USA uh, President Charlie Kirk. If you guys don't know who Charlie Kirk is, he is a uh, conservative, a very tall conservative, mind you. Uh, very tall conservative, very smart, um, and uh, almost said enlightened. Uh, very, very smart conservative individual. Um, I've heard reports that he is a savant, an aut- autist savant, which just basically means he's ridiculously intelligent, um, much higher than most people. Um, I mean, like, top 0.01% of the population, ridiculously smart. And, and he's made a lot of big movements and, and has been attempted to be shut down by the left and everything else. He's being called all, all right. Um, one of his associates, Candace Owen, she's being labeled all right. A lot of people are being labeled all right in order to uh, get discredited, to be vilified. And then the college institutions that they try to go to to speak out and to reach these people, uh, they get shut down. And so this has been a big monumental issue. And and so it's that's what's been driving President Trump to get involved in and to make this executive order. Um Uh, here we go. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do the throwback. This was from 2018. So yes, it's a little bit a little ways ago. It was almost a year ago actually, from May of 18. So in Bakersfield, California. If you guys if you guys listen to Gabriel Iglesias, the big fluffy comedian, uh, he oh 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 lost the page. Uh, he references Bakersfield, California. So it's interesting that this comes from from there. Um, a member of a pro- prominent farming family was charged with a dozen weapons-related felonies after he attempted to comply with California state-mandated gun registration laws. That's right. He tried to comply with California state-mandated gun registration laws. And by doing so, by trying to register an AR-15 using their website, uh, he was given 12 felonies. Ugh. The businessman was attempting to comply with the ever-tightening gun laws, one of which required gun owners to register assault-style weapons. It just means big black guns, I guess. Uh, it just means something that you can put up against your shoulder and you can fire. Uh, it means if it looks like you can assault somebody with it. So I think a, a knife can be considered an assault style weapon. I don't, I don't really know what the definition is. They don't really either. It's just the big, scary looking guns, I guess. He electronically submitted photographs of his AR-15 as part of the registration process and soon became the focus of California Department of Justice investigation. 
According to court documents, the weapon was illegally modified and served as grounds for the DOJ to raid his home. It's not immediately clear what the illegal modification was, but the rifle was presumably not in compliance with the recent bans. California has been pushing a lot of bans. We saw, um, why am I forgetting everybody's name tonight? Diane Feinstein, Senator Diane Feinstein has been pushing some some gun control bills. She's been pushing some bills that say, look, do you have a suppressor on there? If you've got a foregrip, if you've got a standard issue magazine, which is the real reason why I had this out here. This is standard issue. 30 rounds fits in this. 30 rounds of 223, a very small, uh, a very small round. Um, for those of you who've never been around a gun before, I want to actually show you how big these rounds are. So if you look at this. Let me pull up your guys' picture. If you guys look at this, my the whole entire bullet looks very large. This part right here is the only part of the bullet. That's a very tiny bullet. This is not an effective round for for serious game. This is for like rabbit hunting, if you will. That's all just gunpowder inside there. Um, it's it's just nonsensical. Okay, that. A two-two-three is is seriously looked at as a serious issue. Most AR-15s come in two-two-three round. They you can have a barrel that's set up for the five-five-six, but most of them will be the two-two-three. Um, but when they went through, right? Diane Feinstein's gun control is is still being processed and is going to be shut down, of course, because the Republicans own the Senate and. And they're at least not going to be open about supporting gun control um, as much as they are about red flag laws or emergency report, whatever, ERPOs. Um, but anyway, so going back to this, investigators seized two silencers, right? Two little suppressors that make it a little bit quieter. It doesn't make it like silent. It doesn't, it's not like in the movie where it goes pew, pew, pew for like a 50 cal, right? It's still Still loud. You still have to wear hearing protection. Uh, 230 rounds of ammunition. So if it was 30 round magazines, you're looking at eight clips, eight magazines, um, and 12 firearms. So not even enough for a one magazine per firearm. Mm. On May 17th, the district attorney charged uh, him with a dozen felony charges, and he was subsequently released on $150,000 bail bond. So if you guys want to comply with the, the gun control that has been passed in your states, and you want to go out there and try to be a good citizen and abide by the law, you too could be victimized. I want you to, I want this to be clear to people. I'm not saying this to scare you. I'm not saying this to, to worry you. But when it comes to when it comes to the way that government works, what's legal today can be illegal tomorrow. When President Trump came into office, bump stocks were a legal thing. You could have a bump stock with your firearm. You can go use it at the range. You can go use it um, in your backyard if it's large enough. You're out of town. You can utilize that however you want, really. Right, as long as you're not infringing upon somebody else's property or in their person or whatever it is, right? You're not using it in a threatening manner. You are legal to have one of those bump stocks. But bump, President Trump comes along, writes an executive order that changes what a bump stock is and basically says it's an automatic weapon. And then overnight, you became a felon. So if you want to go out there and and 
if your state decides that they're going to make a gun registry, you may not be a victim that day. You may not be a victim that week, may not be a victim that month, but in a year, two years, a decade, eventually you might become a felon overnight. And uh, certainly it's not the not necessarily the case with this one, but this is something that you have to be cognizant of. You have to know that this is a possibility of this coming through and happening. That. So do not, do not uh, sit there and, and act like uh, your lefty friends are just worried about what you have in your house. The government only wants to know because the government is eventually going to uh, work towards work towards a gun registry. And once they have that gun registry, eventually they're going to work towards the gun buyback system or just outright banning and, and making felons out of otherwise law-abiding citizens. Your gun may never be used in even the self-defense or the defense of others around your house. And it may never be used in a crime, but you can still become a felon just for merely owning it. And... Um, I think it's a huge concern. I, I, I really hope that uh, this is something that sticks with you guys. That a man had to pay a $150,000 fine for trying, for trying to abide by the laws in which his legislators put on him. Um, so if you guys got $150,000 lying around, you guys got some time to spend sitting in a cell, um, you know, try to abide by every law that the, that the government puts on you, whether it's constitutional or not, doesn't matter. Um, I think that certainly we're going to see a lot more people moving to Missouri, uh, as soon as that bill gets passed. And I will, I will surely let you guys know when the second amendment is restored in at least one of the 50 states In 2% of this country, we can have the second amendment again. Um, but certainly not here in South Carolina, we have too many Republicans that don't want you to have it. And certainly across the rest of the country, it's not, you might have constitutional carry, but you still don't have the second amendment in the way that it's, in the way that it's written. Um, so that restoration process is going to be big. That's going to be, uh, good and fantastic. And I'm excited for that. Um, I do want to open up the call in line. You guys will see there's a brand new, brand new, uh, logo up there at the top. But if you guys want to call in, the phone number is 802-671-5328. Again, 802-671-5328. Feel free to give me a call. Call in uh, to the show. We'll we'll have a nice little chit-chat um, on anything that I covered this week or anything that you really want to cover. If you wanted to share something with the viewers, you guys are more than free to do so. And uh, so the phone number is right there, 802-671-5328. Feel free to give us a call and um, we'll have a nice little chit chat. Um, but, you know, I, I think that with the uh, with the big bombs that dropped this weekend, really within the last like three days, um, it's going to be it's going to be. It's, you know what's. All right, it's it's going to be big big news. Obviously, what comes from this Mueller investigation? If we just had millions upon millions of dollars wasted on the the uh, on the special investigation to find out that there's really no collusion, there's really not a big hubbub, there's no reason for doing this. Um, when it comes to the ISIS thing, I, I really think that this is a good projection. It's a good image, uh, but we're going to have to watch that and see how that goes. 
there's a lot all of these big bombs are just something that we have to watch for later on um comment was the government can do little with this money save waste it it does not produce it can tax or confiscate but it cannot allocate with any greater unjust any greater justice than the free market david mamet i like it i uh I should, I should start pulling up Liberty quotes again. I haven't been doing those in a while, and I apologize for you guys for not, not bringing you guys Liberty quotes. Um, let me see if I can remember one of the good ones, one of my favorite ones. Um, what was it? If you love... Yes, there we go. Samuel Adams, another good beer. Samuel Adams, great beer. Uh, one of one of our our framers, Samuel Adams, has a great quote. If ye love wealth better than liberty, the tranquility of servitude better than the animating contest of freedom, go home from us in peace. We ask not your counsels or your arms. Crouch down and lick the hands which feed you. May your chains set lightly upon you, and may prosperity forget ye were our countrymen. Samuel Adams, talking about liberty, talking about tyranny, talking about those dirty, dirty bootlickers. Great, fantastic man. Um, Well, I... Fantastic quote. I won't. I won't. I won't speak to somebody's character that I never met personally, uh, because we know history can can rewrite itself. But um, but yeah. So open up the full call line. No one's wanting to bite tonight, and that's okay. Um, I do got to say that the forgotten man has followed up. He sent off the next video. He sent off the second video of the Alexandria Ocasio Cortez uh, charades, if you will. We'll call it charades. Um, let me see if I can pull that up. So the brains behind Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And I'm going to put that into the uh, the show notes. I'll put it in there right now, actually. Um, so there is a fantastic video that I hope that you guys can watch. If you guys are on, on Periscope, you guys are going to... I'm sorry. I'm terribly, terribly sorry. Um, but you guys are going to be missing out on that because I can't share a, a, a hyperlink there with you guys. Um, but those of you on YouTube, those of you on Facebook, you guys, of course, are getting it right now, dropping it on your way. And I'm ruining it for you guys as well. There we go. So this is this is the continuation of Alexander Ocasio-Cortez. We covered this uh, three weeks ago, maybe, and where Mr. Mr. Reagan, as his show name is, he covered Alexander Ocasio-Cortez and the puppeteers behind her. And this time he continues on, and it's it's he's got a little more information. I'm not going to ruin it for you guys. Um, he's got a little more information. It's it's well worth the watch. Um He's got, you know, I, I got to support, support others, other podcasters, other, other, uh, hosts out there. He's got a good promo right now. So tune into him, check him out, check a couple of his, of his videos out. Like he says in this video in the very beginning, he's got somebody who's willing to double up contributions. So if you send him $5, that guy's going to send another $5. He gets $10. Um, it's, it's big help. So even if you want to send a one-time donation, um, 
you're you're helping out somebody else be able to produce content like this and and certainly his his voice is beautiful let let me just be honest his voice is beautiful uh is it's definitely that movie narrator voice and um but the content there is you, there's potential that it could be getting down into the conspiracy of things but um it, it it's well researched and it's well worth a listen. So give that a check out, um, and and we'll see how this goes. Um, I got the last story coming up, guys. If you guys want to call in while after or during this call in, uh, it is going to be on Robert Kraft. Uh, Robert Kraft and others seek to block the release of surveillance video in the prostitution case. The Patriots owner and other defendants are asking the court in Florida not to allow the release of the video allegedly taken at the Orchids of Asia massage parlor. That's right. Nobody wants to make a porno out of this. They don't want these, they don't want the prostitution to become legal prostitution, uh, because then their crimes are not, not, not to be, yeah, legal prostitution. Uh, "Quote unquote porn," um, it, which is kind of weird, right? Maybe maybe it's because it's defacing them a little bit, but nonetheless, New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft has joined 14 others defendants in a motion filed Wednesday seeking to block any release of surveillance video evidence connecting them uh, to this solicited prostitution at a Florida massage parlor. The request comes at the wake of charges against Kraft and 24 other men in February. So 10 of the men are like, "Yo, man, I got that wing. I got that." You want to watch it? Check out that video. You, you, what's up, ladies? The other 15 are like, oh, nah, man. You should see how far they had to search for this. Um, all right. We got a call coming in. Hey, Forgotten Man. How's it going? Hey, how's it going? Oh, it's going all right. Um, we're just working through the uh, the Robert Kraft story right now. Uh, you, you follow that at all? Oh yeah, the Patriots are my team. Oh, I'm sorry. We all make bad decisions in life. It's okay. <laughs> uh, I know that, I know no one in Carolina likes them, but. Oh, even when I was in, in Connecticut, it was still anyone but, but the, but the Patriots. I, I will say yeah. that I am a, a diehard Colts fan. Actually, hold on. Uh, I don't know if you're able to still look at the, uh, at the video, but I will show everybody. This is this is Colts land. Believe in blue to the day I die. Okay. Oh, I gotta I gotta take down the um I gotta take down the volume if I'm gonna look at that. Oh, it, it's already over. You'll have to check it on the. Um, oh, it's over. Okay. Yep. All right. Okay. So the situation here is he went and got a massage at an Asian. Massage parlor. Yep. And he got consensual prostitution done upon him, so consented for the sex, transacted money, and uh, I saw a report. I'm not. I'm not. I didn't follow it up. I, I thought it was funny. I I think I retweeted it that uh, basically the investigation, the 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 police on the matter basically said if you would admit guilt, we will drop the charges. And I thought that was fantastic uh, because you know no law is. As long as you admit to breaking the law, it's okay. Uh, but but again, I didn't verify that. I didn't didn't go through those hoops on it. But anyways, continue on. Yeah, I haven't followed like the latest of it. All I know is that um, you know, in the beginning, he was the only one impl- He was the only name that was named, and I and I heard that there were other names 
that were even more or bigger names than than Kraft, and then um, you know you didn't hear anything about them. You, know, you still haven't heard anything about them. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of a little bit of a interesting thing. I mean, why is he the only one that's been named? Yeah, it's no. it's. I, there was uh, there was speculation early on that uh, Don Jr. and a couple other people affiliated and associated with Trump were were going to be involved with that, and so that was the reason for the sting. Um, they used the Patriot Act in order to get in there, and so it's a the Patriot Act supposed to be about terrorism, and and I guess terrorists need hand jobs as well or something, and so they they were justified in going in there and and breaking up the place and and making a big hubbub about this. Um, but at the end of the day, it's just, it, it should be such a non-issue. And, and this is certainly one of those topics that I agree with Kamala Harris on where consensual sex workers, there's no crime. There's no reason to go after that. And, and I also think that it would reduce, you know, the, the uh, business of pimping because I think pimps uh, take advantage of these girls Mm -hmm. and um you know if they can just because it's an illegal activity the pimp um you know basically protects them on the law side of that of that but they don't protect them on any other side oh yeah absolutely absolutely right right. and and so if they could get away from the the fear of you know being uh, arrested for prostitution they could just go out on their own and and um, start their own business or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And and I mean, having a, a protected market would, of course, be more beneficial. Having uh, areas where people can uh, can can relax for a little bit, get a little, get the edge off, if you will. Um, you know, I, I, I. Well, yeah, all of these things could be regulated through the government. I mean, they should be registered. They should be whatever. Uh, do, do you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, absolutely. So that, that, so that it's a healthy activity. I mean, um, but I mean, as far as that goes, but uh, but, but the way it is now, it's just uh, it's it's yeah, it's it's so yeah. super detrimental in everyone that's everyone's involved yeah. with. Um, what 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 you got for the for the week? What uh, what big topics you got going on in your head? Well, I keep uh, you know I keep looking around and seeing what's going on. I've been reading David Mamet's book, The Secret Knowledge on the dismantling of American society. Mm-hmm. Uh, he used to be a liberal. Uh, he's been red-pilled. I guess that's what they call it now. Yeah. Uh, when, you've, when you've turned. Yep, yep. Um, uh, I, I think there's a lot of people getting red-pilled. I, I've especially been reading some of the, um, uh, of the African-American YouTubers. Yeah. And there is a huge movement going on with the African American YouTubers um, of changing over, I think and, it was the. Uh, was, I think there's a, a, a set of twins on YouTube. I think it's like the Wayne's brother or something like that. Um, they're getting what's called blackpilled, and they're they're moving towards the sides of liberty and uh, Liberty First University. They just went out there and they were talking about a lot of atrocities that were happening in, in the education system and everything else. That's another big movement where we're seeing people leaving, whether it's going towards the red pill and moving to the conservative side or the black pill and moving to, to the libertarian side of things. We're seeing a much better movement um, as they move away from the left and, and the atrocities that the uh, left has been promulgating through through everything. I don't mean to speak for the 
black community, but I can just see I can see a trend where they're starting to realize that um, that the liberal uh, the, uh, the liberal progressive side is more for keeping them down than allowing them to um, you know um, uh, allowing them to participate in the American dream. Yeah. And, and when the, if that happens in a mass, you know, in a mass um, exodus, that will be pretty good for the country, I think. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that that community is um, is a fairly large community now these days, even though they are still a minority minority, but they majority uh, vote um, liberal or progressive, and that would really change the way uh, voting is done if um, the black community can switch over to the right side. Yeah, absolutely. The libertarian and, side or the, conser- or the more conservative side. Yeah, and I think that certainly one of the things that a lot of people are waking up to is that the left is just filled with those empty promises that you're referring to, where they'll make big promises, but they never come to, to, to fruition. And, and as a result of that, um, people are waking up to maybe if I'm, I'm, I'm moving to the side that's indifferent, right? Because I think that that's one of the, while it's it's looked at as a negative connotation of things, um, libertarians and conservatives, we don't care, right? We don't care enough about other people to stand in their way. So it's that level of indifference that allows you to become successful where we just want to get out of your way. We want the government to get out of your way. We want you to be as successful as you want to be. And I think that more people are waking up to that. And I think that that's a, a beautiful movement, whether it's the Plexit, whether it's the walk away or whether it's just them waking up on their own and, and, and doing that, it's, it's beautiful. Um, but you were talking about your author and I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in that. Um, okay. Well, I think that it should be a book that's recommended to your listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, he's more on the conservative side than liberal. Okay. But, um, he, he, he uh, than libertarian, I mean, but, um, he is a reformed liberal. So basically, uh, he was a, he's a writer. Um, for, for, uh, in the New York area, so he was a really staunch liberal for a long time, and then he just kind of realized that um, the liberals, they none of their none of their their claims can ever come to fruition. You know, they can never they can have this 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 beautiful ideology of a utopian society. Yeah. But they don't live in the real world. They don't know that real world. Um, um, uh, real world uh, policies uh, doesn't work in their in their utopian society. Yeah. And so he said it's better to be a conservative where you take what is happening in the real world and try to make that incrementally better than to try to hit this big utopian society that you can never ever reach. Yeah. No. Because absolutely. There's too many factors. There's too many factors going on to, for, for you to be able to control that. So if you, see what, if you see what reality is and you say, what can we do as a movement to make this reality better when you see injustices, it's better to go that way than it is to say, oh, everything is wrong. We've got to start over. Let's go big. Let's just try to make everything happen and it's just never going to happen yeah and, and i, I and if you re- if you read the book it'll be it's a lot more detailed than what i can get into yeah send it's me much more articulate than i am but send me the link um or send me send me the name of the author um in a in a private message but also i want to i want to point out to people that if you are somebody that's on the right side of the aisle whether you're a libertarian or a conservative 
Um, listening to people that have transitioned from being on the left to being on the right or being on the left and being on uh, becoming a libertarian, those are the people that are important because when you listen to why they transition, how they transition, and, and what made those movements for them, you can then understand how you need to be able to discuss with those on the left and, and to be able to help transition and bring them to the right side of the aisle and to bring them towards the side of smaller government and and. If we aren't having those battles on an individual level, then we will never expect to be able to change the collective. And and I think that that's very important. But with that, I want to I want to thank you for calling in, Forgotten Man. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be wrapping up the show actually, and uh, going to take tuck the kids in. So thank you for calling in. As always, it was always a pleasure, and uh, thank you for all that you send me in. Hey, okay, and thanks for having me again. And if uh, if I if I come around again, I'll give you another call. I appreciate it. All right, man. You have a great night. Thanks a lot, Mister Miracle. Yep. All right, with that, guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna be hopping out, and of course, thank you, Mister Forgotten Man, once again for calling in. I do greatly appreciate those. Um, but with that, guys, I'm gonna wrap up the show. I'm gonna see you guys next time, Friday or sorry, it is Friday, so I'll see you guys on Monday night, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, it is Friday, so do not drink and drive or ride with those. Do your family, friends who care about you and love you deeply. They want you to be safe uh, and get home safe. So. Um, big thanks to Muddy Waters of Muddy Water Media for allowing me to come on here and use the platform. Thank you to Matt and Spike for filling in the middle of the week, making it uh, a fantastic show. They had uh, three lively guests, right? We had Joshua Smith and uh, Mind Blanking on the the other individual with Mike show, or Spike show on Wednesday, as well as Sherry Voluntary last night with Matt Wright on the Writer's Block. And of course, Tuesday nights are always uh, side-splitting laughter and, and great content. So um, thank you to those guys for, for always being great hosts. And um, yeah, make sure you guys are liking us on, on YouTube, on Periscope, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. And then of course on Muddy Waters of freedom.com where you guys will be able to check into all of the previous episodes and be able to see exactly what's been going on, how everyone has been progressing and uh, seeing the history of, of this country unfold right before your very eyes. So thank you guys all once again, have a great weekend. I'll see you guys on Monday. I am Mr. America, the bearded truth, Jason Lyon. Take care.